Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. extra time i am your host chris uh with me about to tell me how many times she's listened to all too well this week is emma oh uh this week yeah um i mean we're well into double figures i've had three again today i had two by uh two listens today by about half past nine <laughs> that's a lo- the 10 minute that's, version that's as well morning. half past nine this morning yes the, the 10 that's minute morning. version yeah 10 minute version has you to be done. too much time on your hands. Well, we established that pre-record, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> very, I very nearly had too much time on my hands. Uh, <laughs> true. Yeah, we've got Adam. Hello. How many times do you listen to it? Zero times. Oh, for crying out loud. Uh, and then we've got <laughs> yeah, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. Yeah, <laughs> you're the weird one. <laughs> and then we've got Jesse. How many times have you listened to it? Why isn't anybody teaching me things? Ah, it's the 10-minute version of Taylor Swift's All Too Well. Oh. That's a no, then. Come on. Oh, I don't know. Excited to uh, be here. All of, us, no. all of us. All of us. <laughs> I brought it down. But I go. One back in my favour. <laughs> right. We are going to be talking... <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking about the Champions League. Uh, and we're going to be having sort of little conversations about uh, Manchester United's managerial situation as well with regards to that. Uh, we're going to be talking about other leagues around uh, Europe. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Copa Libertadores, Premier League games, and other bits and bobs of news. So, we'll start with the Champions League in Saudi Arabia, shall we, Emmy? Uh, Emma? Uh, Al-Halal 2. <laughs> Very friendly for a second there. <laughs> no, Emmy's, uh, Emmy's a different person, I know. Uh, Al-Halal 2, uh, Prohang Steelers nil. Um, mm-hmm. Goal from Nasser Al-Dasari after 10 seconds. What do you make of that one? Uh, it was an incredible goal, wasn't it? That was fabulous. They just, he just, he just, it was like 30 seconds into the game and he just said, nah, I'm just going to hit it and see what happens. I don't think it was that, it was like 10, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was even less than that. <laughs> it, was, it was like the first kick of the game. Yeah, sorry, I'll just have a kick. It was um, excellent. It was about 25, 30 yards out as well. It's fabulous. Yeah. Uh, and then 63 minutes, our man Musa Morega, uh, he scored from a Batafumi Gomez um, assist as well. We want good things for him, always. Yes, very much so. Uh, and then, so, uh, Leonardo Jardim, former Monaco manager, is their manager. And that was uh, Achilal's fourth Asian Champions League trophy. That's a record. Yeah, didn't they say that uh, if the if Pohang would have won, it would have been four for them as well? Yes. Um, and also about the fact that uh, they've not qualified for the Asian Champions League for next season, so they really, really needed to win. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. That sucks. So anyway, anyway, that's um, that's the other, that's the main Champions League final over. Uh, should we go? <laughs> should we go to the group stages of the European Champions League? Shall we? 
Let's start with Group F on Tuesday. So, Villarreal nil, uh, Manchester United 2, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, and then Jaden Sancho getting his first in the last minute for uh, Manchester United. Uh, of course, no only Gunnar Solskjaer, um, Michael Carrick was the interim manager. Thanks to that win, Manchester United now progresses group winners. Some changes in the starting lineup. So, Donny van der Beek, Jaden Sancho, and Alex Telles all started. Uh, Adam, what did you make of that lineup? I didn't watch it. I was at work. It's too early. Someone else had to do work. <laughs> I love Adam's commentary. It's just I. I kind of wanted to my ringtone. I didn't watch it. I was at work. It was too early. <laughs> Jesse or Emma, that, did you watch this? Period. I did. Uh, I saw a little bit, but I was supposed to be working. Okay. So what did you make of the little bit you saw? I was very surprised that Manchester United kept a clean sheet. They looked fairly solid defensively, which was wild to me since they've not looked like that, that forever. But it was all BRL and I I don't know what happened to them after that. Yeah, Jesse, did you say you saw a bit of this? I did. I, I abs- unsurprisingly absolutely agreed with Emma. Um, I was more surprised. It was it was Villarreal games games to get the heck games to lose i can't i can't even do that sentence um <laughs> so i was more surprised that they lost it um and uh, and I, I honestly forgot that donny vanderbeek was even on on the team um so surprised to see him coming on good for you yeah they played him up front in the three didn't they yeah did they i think i'd honestly forgotten he was even he was even there according to the bbc that no, was where they placed him, him. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, until I saw him come on, it was like one of those moments of like, oh, look at you, where have you been? Yeah, it did seem to be all Villarreal until um, Manchester United got that first goal, wasn't it? And then yeah. it seemed a little bit more settled after that, didn't it? I didn't see much after the first half, so I only saw it being all Villarreal. And oh. that's why I'm surprised that they didn't win. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, okay, so oh, just one thing, um, away fans at Villarreal, they look to be up in the gods, don't they? Is it, they look to be quite high up there. Uh, yeah, it's a weird stadium because they're quite close to the, the the pitch there. It's more like an English stadium than like um, a European stadium. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so the managerial situation, so uh, Michael Carrick was the manager, um, sort of, uh, temporarily in charge, the interim for the interim. Um, Paul Scholes thinking he shouldn't be there. So Paul Scholes, quote unquote, I would be embarrassed being on the staff now. They have let the club down as much as Ole has. Uh, that seems to be the criticism coming from former teammate Michael Carrick, which seems probably a little bit um, a bit harsh, harsh but unfair. I just want to know what his criteria for that is and like when... When did he feel that started? And yes, I'm 100% subtweeting Ryan Giggs in that moment. Because if he feels that... (laughs) If he's not including the fact that they kept abuser Ryan Giggs on the staff and the fact that that's an embarrassment, then I don't give a shit about his opinion. Like, that's an embarrassment. Okay, that's fair enough. Staff, right? No, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Not only was he on the staff, but they sat him like publicly 
next to Carrick and everybody, like, in full view of cameras. So there was no apology Ooh. made for any of that. Isn't he the Wales manager? Formally. Sorry. Well, yes, kind of. No, didn't they sack him because of his... No, uh, not, he's been not suspended. because of that, no. I mean, I guess they got Cristiano Ronaldo up front, haven't they? I mean, that could be another reason yeah. to be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, but okay. there was no remarks. There was no, like, we're getting rid of him because of these horrific allegations. None of, none of that. Oh, well, that's disappointing. How often yeah. do you think this sort of thing should be mentioned? So if we're just talking about um, covering a game of football and Cristiano Ronaldo scores a goal, should we be saying then... Uh, alleged or self-confessed rapist Cristiano Ronaldo scored or should we be just saying he scored yes. and we have the discussion another time how does that work no why the the fact that he can get away with it is because people don't talk about it and they will gladly just sweep it under the carpet like it doesn't exist okay. because they don't want to deal with it yeah no that's fine I just know another podcast is about to have this same discussion so it's interesting to hear what you two thought of that um I mean, exactly what Emma said, and more than that, than that, every time that happens, it is easier for the next, you know, for, for, for Kareem Benzema to get away with, yep. you know, um, not getting whatever, you know, punishment's not the right word, but it's but it's easier for the next precedent to be set. You know, it's 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 easier to remember, to, to forget that Ronaldo can't come into the United States. It makes it much, um, it makes it much easier for people to carry on, you know, their abuse on social media. It's, it would change everything if it was mentioned at least once a match. So if we did this podcast and we're going to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo now, we're going to talk about. Karim Benzema, who scored uh, later on, and we're going to talk about uh, the. Well, I don't want to talk about him specifically, but the fact that Kingsley Coman scored for Bayern Munich. I mean, how... look how many players you just mentioned. I know. I yeah. Look at the impact. Ferland Mendy or Benjamin yeah. Mendy, or you know, you, you didn't even go yeah. there. Well, no. I, I just Lucas speak, I only... Hernandez. Look how many. If we were just to mention the players who played this week. With allegations against them, it would take us... I don't even think I could do it off the top of my head. That's horrifying. Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm sort of trying to get at a little bit. So we have these players we talk about quite often, and there's a lot of them. Um, so I was just sort of uh, thinking about the fact that, you know, do we mention it every single time? Because otherwise the podcast could be incredibly long if we have a discussion yes. about it every time. <laughs> yeah. You're happy with that, eh? Yeah, because yeah? the silence okay. is the problem. Yeah. Okay. And and you know for the tens of thousands of listeners that we have, <laughs> hundreds surely, hundreds of thousands. Uh huh. A million. But <laughs> think about every one of them hearing it. You know the impact of hearing that every time. You don't think people accused get rapist accused right? Just casually mentioning it. You don't think accused people... rapist Ronaldo. You don't think that's, people that's get impactful. Sorry. Sorry. You don't think people get punched drunk with hearing it all the while? I hope they do. I yeah, really hope they, they do. They need to. You don't think after a while people think, oh, for God's sake, they're just going on about it again. You know, I think... Um, first Welcome thing, to everyday life. Right. I, I, I would turn that around and say that... And I'm, I'm speaking for you. You could take this back. But um, for me, watching United sometimes feels like I'm punishing myself. It feels like I'm making myself, mm -hmm. you know... Um, poke myself in the eye um and 
I would I would offer to those people um, that one out of every three <laughs> girls and women that you know um, is is survivor or victim of sexual assault and if you don't know that it's because they don't feel comfortable telling you so so think about that and that's not an accusation that's like that's an offer so if you're feeling uncomfortable in that moment like let yourself sit in that and and maybe take that as an opportunity that um that discomfort fucking sucks and that discomfort like we love this game so much and it really is awful to sit there thinking, oh, do I have to watch this game? Instead of, oh, my God, my team's playing. Like, I get to watch Cavani today. It's, oh, shit. Yeah, you no, know, do I, I have the energy to sit with this? No, that's fine. I understand. I, I, I mean, what it's worth, I agree with you. I just wanted to yeah. understand. I, love that you're, I mean, I, I appreciate that you're asking so much because we don't often get that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good. Um, so if we just go back to the Manchester United managerial situation. So it looks like... Um, Ralph Rangnick is going to be the interim manager uh, to the end of the season, 63-year-old. Um, he's the sort of sporting and development manager at Spartak Moscow. Uh, he's managed in the Bundesliga before Hoffenheim, Schalke, RB Leipzig, Stuttgart. Incredibly experienced. Emma, apparently Ernesto Valverde was um, contacted about being the interim manager. Uh, I know. I was so sad they did not go for him <laughs> because he is a very wise man and he deserves a good job. <laughs> uh, Marissa Pochettino said he's quote unquote so happy at PSG. Um... No. <laughs> he seems, doesn't he seem so happy, you guys? I've never seen a man look happier than him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his recent run of form, I think, really backs that up. Also, why am I thinking Ralph Rag? Is that a that's a Marvel movie? Ragnar 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 Ragnar, Ragnar was Ragnar. A, um, a Viking, I think. Ragnar, yeah. Okay, okay. Or Ragnar Lothbrok. Is that what you were thinking of? Am I? Okay. I mean, Possibly. Maybe. Pochettino spoke with the conviction of a man who's being filmed in a hostage video. That's. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. You can't you can't see his left arm, but it is chained to a radio. Well, I think in front of the camera, Neymar was holding up a sign <laughs> that said, "You are very happy," and at the bottom it said, "I have your son." Um, Adam, <laughs> I, I, I'm taking him to Brazil for my sister's birthday. I'll see you in two weeks. Adam, as our Bundesliga expert, what do you make of um, Ralph Rangnick's appointment? Oh, and um, sort of incoming appointment. From what point of view? from the, the idea of that um, the incompetence of Manchester United to decide to <laughs> hire an interim manager to get them to another manager which is, is all, already a repeat of the mistake they made la- last time <laughs> there was... let's not forget that an interim manager is what got them in this Ole Gunnar Solskjaer mess Steve Bruce was trending quite a lot this week <laughs> <laughs> that would be magnificent I mean, it's quite interesting, though, right? I mean, he is like he essentially is credited with inventing gig impressing. Mm. Yeah, so, someone else has checked his Wikipedia page this morning, this, <laughs> today before this podcast. Because... Someone <laughs> had a conversation with their friend who works for ESPN and was educated about this. We love this friend. I, I do love him. <laughs> was it Miguel? No. <laughs> <laughs> God, he doesn't work there. <laughs> I know, I just thought I'd say it. Miguel isn't <laughs> we have real, this okay? Every week. Miguel doesn't exist. I know, I just, <laughs> I just thought yeah. I'd say it. <laughs> um, like a catchphrase. 
So, so your your uh, friend who isn't Miguel, um, did he think Miguel. it was quite? A, Mick, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm eating pizza. Um, so that, it, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, did he um, did he think this was a good appointment? Uh, well, he is a Manchester United fan, so Aww. he's just happy that the nightmare is over. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he 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 has like this weird like optimism. Um, that he thinks that now, well, they've got this guy who essentially gave birth to Tuchel and, and Klopp, that now they can be competitive. And I'm like, mm, he's not staying forever. <laughs> also, also, who's going to do the pressing? <laughs> <laughs> this is a very good point, and I don't think he's thought about it. Could you have Ronaldo as sort of a man that sort of just stands up front on the edge of the D, and then you can have... Um, you can have maybe Rashford one wing, how, Sancho the other. I'm sorry, how is that different from what's happening now? It's not, but that's you not can... Inf- but you, you don't... You can't press with... You can't... You can't have a pressing game. <laughs> that is also not how your pressing works. Yeah. If you press with nine outfield players and they've got ten, they always have a spare person. No, okay. Fair enough. Um, what I do find quite strange about this whole... Um, Thing where you talk about Ronaldo like that is that every time he's he's talked about right, in, it's with this air of um, how he, how hard he trains, how much he looks after himself, how he's this incredible physical specimen, how he's still setting records. What, then why can't he run all day? <laughs> why is, are we essentially saying he could run loads? He's just lazy. Mm. Sorry, I was gonna say make a terrible terrible comment about what else he uses his energy for but I feel like it's just I, I just won't won't do it I will <laughs> <laughs> um, she means sexually assaulting women that's the one that's it <laughs> okay also in that group allegedly yeah thank you there we go well, no. I don't want anyone getting sued <laughs> Uh, Young Boys 3, Atlanta 3 was also in that um, group, so an 88th minute equaliser by uh, Muriel for uh, Atlanta. So Manchester United are qualified on 10 points in group winners. Um, Villarreal 7 points, Atlanta 6, Young Boys 4. Uh, in Group H, Chelsea 4, Juventus 0, goals from Shalabar, um, a lovely chest and volley from Rhys James, uh, Callum hudson Doy, and um, Timo Werner. Uh, with a fourth goal. So, Thomas Tuchel, four, 35 wins in 50 Chelsea games, and that includes um, 24 clean sheets. Um, a very nice Thiago Silva goal line clearance at 1-0 as well. There's also a good sort of bicycle kick out of the goal. But uh, Chelsea absolutely did one on uh, Juventus, didn't they, yeah, Jesse? They did. They did. They did. Um, Sorry, you know, I, was, I was busy sending you all messages. An apology. <laughs> That's three goals from academy graduates as well. Yeah, and five academy graduates started. Um, not why did you normally think of when you think of Chelsea? No. Yeah, why really. Was, why didn't that first goal get disallowed though? I don't know. I've seen so many goals, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't see this one, and I'm. He kind of handballed it, did he? and then it went to the guy Jaloba who scored, and he scored, and they varred it, but. It didn't get rolled out, and I thought it, I was convinced it would because it hit his hand, hmm. but his arm first. Maybe was his hand in a natural position by his side or something? Not particularly. No. 
Doesn't matter when you're scoring a goal. No, I suppose not. Um, Juventus has been criticised, or Allegri has been criticised for playing four four two with um, Weston McKenney and um, Rabiot on wing on the wings. They don't seem like sort of natural wingers like that, especially Rabiot. Um, seems a bit sort of unadventurous as a midfield, and maybe that's where they got caught up. You saying that they're boring? <laughs> Uh, it, it didn't exactly work, did it? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, in that group, so Malmo drew 1-1 with uh, Zenit due to a last-minute equaliser for, or last-minute penalty for Zenit. Uh, Chelsea uh, are top on 12 points. Then it's Juventus also on 12. Malmo for Zenit 1. Uh, in group E, Barcelona nil, Benfica nil. Um, Demi hit the post. Uh Harry Seferovic missing that 90th minute chance. What on earth was that? I mean, I know he's a terrible player, but that was <laughs> bad, wasn't it? It's one of the worst things I've ever how seen. Much of a terrible player he is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's on the list of the worst things I've ever seen. And at the new camp the last couple of years, you've seen some bad stuff, haven't you? You mean camp now? <laughs> but now. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've seen some terrible, terrible things. Have you seen the highlights? Did you watch it or have you seen some highlights from this? Or are you on your uh, self-imposed exile still? <laughs> My self-imposed exile is still raging on. Help me, Buzz. Yeah. Um, but, but, I watched uh, it instead, Yeah, he watched it for me. Did you? So what did you make of uh, Barcelona and Benfica? Uh, it was a hard watch. <laughs> was it not particularly entertaining, was it? It was very wet. And, um, uh... Again, just like from the 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 Espanol game and the weekend, you could see sort of uh, parts of uh, the fundamentals of uh, of I suppose what you'd call croisism under Barcelona returning in in some of the things Chavi was trying to um, input, but it wasn't it was not yet the stage of free flowing football. They were not creating uh, carving teams apart and creating great attacking chances. Um, yeah, this game got a little bit more frantic towards there was a sort of a sense of um, it towards the end it sort of turned into a, a sort of like a heavyweight boxing bout slugfest where you had just teams just swinging haymakers because they were tired, <coughs> tired and it was uh, the three points was three points was more important for both teams than, than a point was because it would have essentially had them had them qualify there and then um, with that said, uh, Barcelona brought on Dembélé and he was uh, very dangerous, looked a, a real threat every time he got the ball. But again, um, Barcelona failed to create clear-cut chances and then had a numerous sort of stints where they were left themselves on the break at sort of three-on-three and and two-on-two. As and that's where that. Uh, 90th minute chance comes from but um, yeah you couldn't say that either team sort of really deserved to win the games yeah Jesse did you watch this? I didn't hear yes and I didn't hear Adam talk about Araujo one time (laughs) not one he's our sweet prince right? he's our future king I mean, because is Jesse going to tell you that he he scored a goal, had it disallowed yes. far, and then got it, and then injured himself no, celebrating no, a goal? Right, no. <laughs> you know what? 
Stop it scored a goal. That was fine. <laughs> yes. And it was it was barely had he been shorter, which he shouldn't be, it would not have been disallowed. And and potentially should not have been disallowed. What, what, what Jesse's saying there is he was correctly disallowed. <gasps> what do I have a translator now? <laughs> <laughs> um Emma Barcelona have scored two goals in the Champions League so far this season. That must be a little bit worrying for you. Uh, I'm looking forward to finding out what the Europa League is like. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Because yes, your last game of the um, group stage, you're going to play um, Bayern Munich. Munich. Yes, who in beat Munich. yes, who beat Dinamo Kiev two one. So a Lewandowski uh, bicycle kick for the um, uh, for the opening goal. He scored in his ninth consecutive Champions League game. Uh, an orange ball, bits of snow that looked like it melted by the time the second half started. Um, Depends what sort of team I guess Bayern Munich play because they are missing. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, their second team isn't that good, is it? Well, if they, if they, t- they, they take out some of those wingers and just play like Leroy Sané, <laughs> like, it's going uh, to be a nightmare. They were missing Joshua Kimmich, Serge Gnabry, Jamal uh, Muslaya, uh, uh, Eric Maxson, Chupu Moeteng, and Mikael Cuisance, all missing because they were quarantining because. They are unvaxxed and have been in contact with a um, an infected person. Bayern aren't going to pay them while they are quarantining. Uh, they don't see why they should. Good. It's going to cost Kimmich €384,000. Um, this is particularly controversial because in Germany, uh, there is what seems to be a low vaccine rate. Only 68% of people have been vaccinated. And um, Bayern Munich fans were a little bit upset because fans entering a stadium must show proof of vaccination to attend games whereas players only really need to show a negative test uh, and of course there was no Kimmich at the weekend when they lost 2-1 to Augsburg um, so those players in a little bit of hot water which in a snowy pitch in Bayern is probably what you in uh, Kiev is probably what you need um, it seems bizarre doesn't it I mean it, it is everybody cho- everybody's choice whether they get vaccinated or not but if you're going to start not getting paid and missing games it seems why not just get vaccinated Anybody? Um, Which one of us is going to? Because because they're athletes and they are um, worried about what they put in their body. Uh, so are you saying? But in general's advocate point of view, I've I've had three injections. I'm not saying, but I I think I I think if you were going to have a group of people who were reluctant to be vaccinated, I would say you're probably more likely for it to be potentially be athletes because. Um, Yes, they they shouldn't really have any concerns in the short term. But again, if you're a, a young athlete, what they don't actually know the potential what any of the potential long term effects could be, right? I'm going to go the opposite from a public health standpoint. Yeah, and and, and I, like I said, I've had loads. I've, 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 I've I played devil's advocate. Sounds sounds like you're. You tell, you tell me the truth, and I'll. Okay. Sounds so, like Adams who's watching YouTube. <laughs> Alex Cohen, Dr. Alex Jones here. Um, so, public health that standpoint... Brain, that brain broth is fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on, Jesse. Um, we actually do know what we've had mRNA vaccines for almost a century. Um, clinical trials have been going on for a long time I think athletes more than anyone should be like you said should be worried about their health 
um, especially because we now know that COVID has long-term effects on the respiratory system and potentially the neurological system. So that is that is a very I was going to say that is the flip is that right. So we should but there like is that side of it, but essentially right. The and it's a team sport, so we should be worried men, about right? right. So we should be worried about. You know, we should be worried about family and teammates. We know that, you know, pandemics are this is herd immunity that we're going for here. But also in the in the smaller term, um, athletes should be worried about their family and their teams. But I just want to say that like mRNA vaccines, so not the Johnson and Johnston, either AstraZeneca, but the Moderna and the Pfizer and the ones that most of us are able to get, um, like proven <laughs> track record long-term very very safe unless you are immunocompromised and cannot but like super very 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 safe hashtag get vaccinated right, get so, so and a great ones, the, flu the, shot. the safe ones are the ones i've not had well it's dumb dumb what Jeffrey. the fuck did you get and you've had three of them i know right i don't did, did you have the train spotting one i had uh two astrazeneca well it's not then... not safe it's just not as effective and then i had a different one did you go to the back alley <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got i got a, I, I decided to get my vaccine from the same place i get my heroin <laughs> <laughs> you know you're not supposed to go to the piercing parlor for the vaccine it's a different it's a different shot right guys we got to we got to get chris also chris also made a um an innocuous joke there that's also true is the fact that they are essentially a group of young men with a lot of time on their hands to go on YouTube and yeah. Twitter and uh, TikTok. Some of, them will, some, of them will, some of them will fall down conspiracy wormholes, right? Be interesting to see if they... They're going to do anything like, after lunch. <laughs> who's the coach in the in the like Segunda División who like quit because he had like a fake vaccine card in Germany? Oh, the Werder Bremen coach. I can't remember his name. Like, fucking don't do that. No. Uh, not good. No, okay, right, we're going to have to move on before we go down a, a COVID wormhole. Uh, and finally for the champions, oh, uh, so Bayern are top of that group on 15 points. They play Barcelona next, who are on seven, Benfica five, and Kiev one. Uh, group G is also a very fun one, a quite underrated group. Uh, Lille beat Red Bull Salzburg 1-0, thanks for Jonathan David goal. Liverpool and Inter Milan target Jonathan David. Uh, Sevilla beat Wolfsburg 2-0. Um, so that means Lille are top on eight points. Uh, Red Bull Salzburg on seven, Sevilla on six, and Wolfsburg on five. So we'll move to uh, Wednesday night, Group A in Manchester, as um, goals for Raheem Sterling and Gabriel Jesus help Manchester City beat PSG 2-1 um, after Kylian Mbappe opened the scoring there. Uh, PSG, like I said, took the lead. Um, President Kimpembe had to clear off the line, uh, and Ashraf Hakimi had to deflect his shot over the box as well. So, um, I only I only watched the highlights from this. I didn't actually watch, sort of watch the game from this, but it looked like uh, Manchester City sort of dominated this. And I've written a question here. I say this from sort of the point of view of um, watching PSG a couple of times in the league and a few times in uh, a couple of times in the Champions League are they any good um they've obviously got their front three but I've seen them scrape some sort of lucky victories in league on um I'm not entirely sure how good they are and it's the same old thing of we know how good they are up front but President Kimpembe at the back isn't going to help you get clean sheets 
I don't think they're a very strongly depth, strongly deep squad. Does anyone see where I'm coming from with that? But I wouldn't point the finger. I would. I don't think. I don't rate them particularly. But I wouldn't point the finger at Kempembe. What I would say is sort of like again, if we're talking about how Ralph Ragnick can't come into Manchester United impressed with um, Ronaldo standing in the um, in the middle of the pitch doing nothing. Well, Pochettino is trying to defend with three players who just aren't interested. Just zero interest. In I disagree that a little bit. Because I understand, yeah. yeah, I understand Messi and, and Mbappe don't press back, but I think Neymar will work hard further back down the pitch. I have seen him sort of uh, well, come back in the face. Did you see that happen? Oh, no. I, I, I don't recall no. seeing any of them trying to win no. this game. And, and, then, and then I can't remember what the... I think the score was possibly 1-1 and Pochettino made some changes. And when you then decide to take Adrissa Gay off, for Angel Di Maria and I know Angel Di Maria is a sort of a all action sort of combustible player who, who works really hard but he does not have the, the defensive um, instincts of addressing game and sort of the balance of the team just went to pieces and um, it just look soft they looked like you could score like City could do what they wanted with them most of the time and that was on top of a first half where their stat sheet would look a hundred times worse. There was there was about four blocks that probably stopped goals. So, um, no, Chris, the answer is I don't think they are very good. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, ladies, I was shocked to see that Verratti was unable to play. <laughs> Considering he played in the last game, I saw them play. So he he's hitting that fifty-fifty ratio. Uh, Emma and Jesse, got any comments on this game? Yeah, they remind me, uh, PSG, very much of Manchester United. They are a selection of individuals who do not know how to operate as a team. Hmm. Yep. Is it... Uh, yeah, it's a, it, it, I get the feeling from watching them, they're into sort of... There's three individual units, and I know this sounds weird, but there's a defence in midfield and an attack, but they all sort of work independently of each other. Yeah, they cannot defend for shit. They are they are pretty hopeless. And I, I don't know what they're going to do about that, because I'm sure throwing Sergio Ramos into it is going to make such a big difference. Did we have Sergio Ramos and uh, Messi on the pitch at the same time? No. Sergio Ramos still hasn't played for them. He, yeah. Oh, he was in the squad. He was in the squad, but he's, ne- he's never played a minute for PSG yet. Yeah? Oh, okay. I, um, maybe... I don't think. I don't think it's. As, I think it's more clear cut than that. I didn't see three individual units. I saw a golf of the attacking three and the rest of the team. Oh, okay. All right. So you think there's sort of everyone's sort of working hard apart from the three at the front. Yeah, I mean to be fair, uh, no one. I don't think anyone has ever asked sort of Lionel Messi to defend because of all the things he could do up front. Um, oh, I think Pep, I think Pep Guardiola did. He did. Did he? I don't think two, I don't think two thousand and nine Barcelona didn't press with all of their players. Pressing is different from defending, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I this is Robert. Defending. Def- no, no, sorry. Defending for me is when you sort of. 
track back towards your into the midfield or towards your area. Um, whereas pressing, I think, yeah, maybe it is. It's just a different kind of defending, I guess. Yeah. All right. No, who else has to defend? Mozenrique. Tito Villanova also has him to defend. <laughs> he has it within him. Yeah. Do you think it's an age thing that he can't do it anymore? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With, 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 unlike the discussion we just had about um, about Ronaldo, with Messi, I, just, I do think it's an age, uh, like, uh, an age thing because he has never been the physical specimen, has he? He's been the the a hugely talented one mm. um, yeah. and he's still hugely talented um, and he's still perfectly fit enough to play football and you can play him in a great role but I, I think something that struck with me that Emma said 18 months ago maybe a, was that you can't build a sporting project around Messi because uh, we love it. To, to compete at the at the um, at the sort of elite end you have to Elite teams press, and you can't press with Messi anymore. At however old he is, thirty-six. I think he's that old, is he? Look at you remembering things I said eighteen months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's got a whiteboard. I think. I think with Messi, there's also a major emotional and confidence component to how yeah. he plays. We've seen that with you know Barcelona, and we've seen that with Argentina time and time again. So I don't think I don't... he's happy. Yeah. And, and, shows, and, and, and his face and his play. Yeah. There's talk of him wanting to go to MLS, play for Inter Miami with like Ryan Shawcross and Phil Neville. <laughs> <laughs> There's always talk, but like that's how MLS works. People are like, oh mm-hmm. my God, Beckham's coming. He's going to get, you know, Ronaldo and also his son and also like Drake. Drake? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to play I up mean, front with Gonzalo Higuain, is he? He would look great in that bright bank. Messi would be a um, Messi would be a terrible poker player, though, wouldn't he? He shows you everything on his face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So also in that group, uh, Brug lost uh, five 0 at home uh, to RB Leipzig uh, thanks to four first half goals. So Manchester City are top, uh, PSG are second on eight points, uh, four behind. RB Leipzig and Brugge are both on four points. So uh, we then move to Group B and to Anfield. Liverpool 2, Porto 0. Oh, that Thiago goal. Can we spend the rest of the podcast talking about Thiago, please? No. Well, me and you can because, you know, I've been on that train a lot longer than you have. <laughs> like, I invented that club, I think. <laughs> so we can talk about it. Oh, but... my giddy on. That goal. When was the last time you saw a goal? I mean, I don't think... I've seen a goal like that ever. Someone did mention uh, Pavard at the World Cup, um, but that was that had more curl on it, didn't it? As a as a mm-hmm. shot. Do you know what he said though? After he said that it's not he scored better goals, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. That was just the number. I don't think I, mean, I must have seen that about twenty times today, and I'm still trying to figure out whether the ball actually touched the floor or not. I don't think it did. I feel like Adam and I should go into another room. <laughs> Oh, come on, you both must have good things to say about this goal, surely. Adam especially. I I have lots of good things to say about him. Even though he plays for a Liverpool player. It, it was scored by a Liverpool player, right? Yeah. You know well you know where this is going. Just let's just leave it there. <laughs> come on, you're a grown man now. You don't you don't believe in things anymore. You can appreciate things for what they are. It's not like when you're sixteen and you're angry at everything. 
Oh, I can still be hungry. Nice thing. <laughs> Jesse, did you like this goal? It was a beautiful goal. Oh, wasn't it just? <laughs> you know what else was? I've, gen- I've genuinely not seen that. Oh. Have you not? Oh, my God. Please, Google it right now. Have you really not seen it? Oh, sorry, I'll look it up right now. <laughs> Put Thiago into Twitter and just have a look at that. Twitter, that's how Google works, Adam. I mean, granted, I have seen it because it, Chris sent it me <laughs> before he went to sleep last night, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my... Uh, yeah, I can watch it in GIF form. I ch- I've changed my Twitter header to uh, just a picture of him as he strikes the ball. Oh, my God. I've also changed my. Uh, oh yes, I've changed my Twitter uh, profile picture, Jesse. It is a picture of Thiago Sil- uh, um, Joel Matip with his arms folded, his black and white photo, and he's wearing a t-shirt. And on the t-shirt, it says, "Football without Origi is nothing." Oh, oh, that, oh my God! Yep. Yeah, Christmas uh, world just joined together. <laughs> Adam, have you found it? Yeah. Oh come on. <laughs> He likes it. He just can't admit it. Uh, who's, he do- who's he doing it against, though? <laughs> a Champions League team. Uh, yeah, but, you know. There's, lot, there's lots of bad... Man United are in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to see Barcelona were in the Champions League. <laughs> uh, Liverpool did sort of ha- um, get a bit of pressure. So in the first sort of 10 minutes or so, Otavio missed a, an open goal. And Klopp said the first half was quote-unquote hectic. So... They didn't have it all entirely their own way. Uh, in Madrid, it was Atleti nil, um, Milan won. Uh, Junior Messias scored. Does anyone know the story of Junior Messias? Who scored the winning goal? Uh, oh, my God. I did, and I've forgotten. He used to be a delivery man. He's not the Messias. He's a very good <laughs> Yeah, so Decorator he... Decorator something, I can't remember. He came from Brazil uh, with the first for knowledge. He came from Brazil um, and he arrived here, uh, oh, he arrived in Brazil and became a fridge delivery driver. He played... That's it. That's it. He played sort of semi-professional football. Uh, he's worked his way through Serie D to Serie C. Uh, he got himself to Crotone um, and scored nine goals last season before going on loan to... Uh, Milan where he is this season he's only he's 30 years old and he's only been a professional for three years uh, he said quote unquote I dedicate this goal to my family and those who had faith in me to bring me to Milan uh, that's lovely isn't it Jesse that is so yes he's you know messianical what can I say <laughs> we like little heartwarming stories like that don't we Adam does your heart melt with that I don't know if Adam's heart melts I bet he does <laughs> he's a big pussy um, do you ever feel melty Okay, so top of that group is Liverpool on 15 points, then Porto 5, Milan 4, and Atletico Madrid 4. I think Madrid are bottom. Um, in groups... Why am I surprised? Stop it, or why am I surprised? Sorry. Both. <laughs> uh, well, Spanish champions. You've not, not seen them play this season, have you? I've seen, oh. yeah, I've seen them play a bit, um, but I... Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have thought there would be two places behind Porto in that group. It's hurt. Chris is too busy watching Iraqi derbies. <laughs> I was the Champions League final this week. Uh, in Group C, uh, Besiktas won uh, Ajax 2. Sebastian Haller, two goals. They are nine... Uh, there is ninth, eighth and ninth goals in uh, just five Champions League appearances. Um 
Andre Onana was back in goal for Ajax as well after serving a nine-month ban for doping. Uh, Sporting three, Borussia Dortmund one. Um, Pierre Gonçalves with two goals, missed a penalty for his hat-trick. Um, Dortmund mainly sort of architects of their own downfall. It was an error for the first goal and then an Emre Chan red card towards the end. Uh, so Ajax top on 15 points, Sporting 9 points, uh, Dortmund on 6, but they've got a minus 6 goal difference, so they're pretty much out. And Besiktas on 0 points. Uh, finally in Group D, um, Inter 2, Shakhtar Donetsk, uh, nil, 2 goals from Edin Dzeko. Uh, and the Sheriff dream is over by the looks of it. Um, Sheriff Neil Real Madrid 3, a uh, Alaba free kick, which is lovely. A really, really nice Tony Cruz goal. There was some real sort of close, intricate passing for uh, for that. Uh, and then Karim Benzema with the third. So Real Madrid are on 12 points. Inter Milan 1, uh, Sheriff 6 and Shakhtar Donetsk 1. So that brings us to the end of our Champions League roundup. Um, bits and bobs of European leagues. So uh, in Spain this weekend... Uh, Real Madrid are top on 30 points then it's Sociedad 29 Sevilla 28 and then Atleti on 26 all those teams have played 13 apart from Sociedad who played a game more uh, so it's going to be Real Madrid versus Sevilla so first versus fourth this weekend uh, Cadiz versus Atletico Madrid Espanyol versus Real Sociedad I might as well mention them Villarreal versus Barcelona uh, so Real Madrid Sevilla Emma um, oh. <laughs> what do you make of this? Uh, it would be interesting um I guess it's a big one for Lopetegui because, well, you know what happened with him at Real Madrid. So mm. he's the trouble is that he has um, a history of bottling the big games. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be nice about him, but I can't. So it's so hard. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so hard. He makes it so difficult. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, Jesse, what do you reckon to these Spanish games this weekend? Madrid will win. I just, I just need you to know that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you reckon, Jesse? Like to happen? What would I like? Oh, Emma, Emma, what would you like to happen? What would I like to happen? Yeah. Um, I would really like Real Sociedad to win the league. That would make me happy. Not a, mm. not a late Betis charge from sort of March onwards. <laughs> Fakir like scoring a hat trick in every game. I don't, I don't want Real Madrid to win, even though I, I love my little tiny boy. And Atleti really don't deserve it. And I don't want any of my Uruguayans to get hurt. All right, let's go with that. Yeah. yeah. I want, I want I victory think for, for everyone. all Uruguayans. <laughs> uh, okay, right. In Italy, Napoli are top of 32 points ahead of Milan and goal difference. And then Inter 28, Atalanta 25. So... This weekend, it is Juventus versus Atalanta, Napoli, Lazio, Venezia, Inter, Milan, Sassuolo. Uh, Germany, uh, Bayern top on 28 points. Of course, they had that loss to Augsburg last weekend. Uh, Dortmund, 27. Freiburg, 22. But they've lost their last two games. And then Bayern Leverkusen, 21 points. So, it's Bayern versus uh, Byfield this weekend. Uh, RB Leipzig versus Bayer Leverkusen. Wolfsburg versus Dortmund. And Bochum, 18-48 versus Freiburg in France. Uh, PSG are top on 37 points, then Nice 26, and then Rennes 25. Uh, this weekend is Lorient versus Rennes, Nice versus Metz, and Saint-Étienne, who are 19th but have won their last two uh, against PSG, so that might not be that easy for PSG. Uh, other games this weekend, Jesse, it's the Copa Libertadores final. Palmeiras, defending champions of Brazil, take on their fellow Brazilians, Flamengos, at the Estadio Centenario in Uruguay. Yes! Yeah, Uruguay on TV. That is a thing. It's a thing, yeah. 
What do you reckon is going to happen? Um, I think it's going to be batshit crazy. Yeah. Um, I hate that it's happening in Uruguay. Why? Uh, because it's going to be batshit crazy. <laughs> um, Are you looking forward to Felipe Melo versus David Luiz? No. No, David Luiz has no right playing. What is he doing? He should be enjoying his retirement. Get out. Stop. I'm definitely looking forward to that matchup. Are you? Yeah. All right. Well, no, I think that that Brazilians should not be coming into Uruguay right now. Um, Uruguay should not be hosting this, and uh, it's going to be kind of a fucking nightmare. If that's not what you wanted me to say, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Why don't you let Adam take this one? Adam, do you want to take this his one? commentary on Copa Libertadores. I think it's really fun. Adam, what do you reckon is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, sorry, everyone's allowed to have their like five minute off period, right? I thought this was mine. Oh, this is yours, oh. is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Emma, what do you reckon? So I've just written down some of the players that are playing. So for Palmeiras, is Luis Adriano and Felipe Melo. For uh, Flamengo, there's David Luiz, Felipe Luis, and Kennedy. So there's like a proper Chelsea connection there. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. I mean, I expect these games to be crazy. That's that's. I feel like that's why they exist. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is my this is one of my favorite championships. It's just that I think if I, I, sorry guys, I miss you so much, but I don't understand why you allow me on. Bolsonaro <laughs> is like, like just needs to like be gone before Brazilian, bef- like before we allow them into our borders <laughs> with their yucky cooties. Fair enough. Uh, for anyone... They have the worst cooties. They have the worst... It's so cootified right now. <laughs> for anyone watching in the UK, you can watch this live on the BBC iPlayer on Saturday night at 7.45 or on the BBC website. Uh, in Argentina, it's River Plate versus Racing. I think a win gives um, Ra- uh, River Plate the title and it will be uh, Gallardo's first league title, I think. Wasn't it, Jesse? He's mm, had, yep. He's had the... Um, Libertadores and everything else before, but this would be his first one. Uh, staying in South America, it's the Black and White Derby in Paraguay as Olympia play on uh, Libertad. Um, I was I nearly said Libertad then, but you know that's obviously something else. Um, in El Salvador, it's the Clásico Oriental as Firpo take on Sigi Aguirre. Uh, in India, it's the Kolkata Derby in the Indian Super League as East Bengal play yep. Mohan Bagan. Hmm? Who we all came for? Yeah. Uh, in Zambia, it's the Lusaka derby as uh, Zanaka play Red Arrows. Uh, in the MLS, it's a playoff Sporting Kansas City versus Real Salt Lake and the Philadelphia Union versus Nashville. Um, anything on that, Jesse? Yeah. Um, mm. You know, this is when I think Adam's coming back for the MLS. <laughs> right, Adam? Got this one? Uh-uh. You've not been on for a while, have you, Jesse? <laughs> and finally, uh, this. Finally, this isn't a local derby, but I'm reading this up just for Jesse. In Zambia, it is the Green Eagles versus the Green Buffaloes. Yes, it is. (laughs) That is so much green. Yeah. Uh, Bits and bobs of news. So, uh, Aston Villa Chief Executive Christian Perslow has rejected the call for Premier League clubs to hand more money down the pyramid and says that possible uh, over-regulation by the government uh, could, quote-unquote, kill the golden goose. This is in response to... um, Tracy Crouch MPs, uh, the MP Tracy Crouch, her review. This also features a proposed independent regulator, which I think some Premier League clubs are pushing back against. 
Sheffield United have sacked Slavisa Jukanovic after six months in charge. The club is 16th in the uh, championship and he's fallen out of the board over money he thinks should be spent. Um, Paul Heckingbottom has been employed on a four and a half year contract after some talk of Neil Warnock. Uh, Raheem Sterling is going to uh, guest edit the Radio 4's Today programme over Christmas. It's a uh, that's their morning show. Um, they normally have guest editors on over the Christmas period, and he's going to do one of them. Uh, Adam, can I entice you back with some money talk? Uh, Derby's first eight weeks of administration have cost the club £1.2 million. Pounds. Um, they generated £2.032 million pounds of income, uh, but they spent 3278 of which... Uh, 2.136 was on wages. That's a numbers for you. You must be rubbing your hands together at that. No, I stopped listening when you said Derby. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, Karim Benzema has got a one-year suspended sentence and a €75,000 fine, which he probably had on him, uh, given his wages, uh, after being found guilty of blackmailing Matteo Valbuena over the existence of a sex tape. Um... Benzema's defence is uh, preparing an appeal and said that he will quote-unquote come and explain himself as if he's not actually had an opportunity to do that beforehand. Um, <laughs> someone talking about... Uh, people have been talking about this on the Football Weekly podcast and they talked not so much about Benzema but about Matthias Valbuena and the impact this has had on him and his career. Um, Benzema's not really been punished, has he? He's got a suspended sentence. He's got, a, you know, in comparison to his salary, a sort of minuscule um, fine... Matteo Valbuena had had his French football career ruined and his national team career ruined and he's sort of been playing out in Greece and he's done nothing wrong, has he? Can I actually also ask a, what, because um, I had gotten this wrong when I talked to you guys, what, what is the suspended sentence of what? What is suspended? What happens here? Uh, so instead of going to jail for a year, um, he will not go to jail. So, but if he does something wrong and again is charged with something in the period of that year, he will go to jail for that year automatically. There you go. Uh, so it's like parole. Mm, kind of. Not quite. It's like a final warning, isn't it? It's a little bit like parole, Jesse. Yeah. Think of it like that. Yeah. Um,. He has been nominated for the Ballon d'Or. Uh, bearing in mind our uh-huh. conversation earlier on, um, is it appropriate he continues to... I mean, he protests his innocence no. and he's taking this to appeal, but he has been found guilty. So is it appropriate he is still nominated for the Ballon d'Or? No. No. That was an easy answer, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> well, should he be and will he be taken off the list are two separate things. I guess that's a no as well, isn't it? Uh, will yeah, he? It's all, no. The answer is no to everything here. <laughs> right, right. We also, and by the way, what you said about... Well, we know, absolutely. We also, we keep in mind that, like, the names of the women or women who was in the tape with Valbuena, it's, like, interesting that we don't know about them or that they've never been brought up as well. I, I don't know whether she's got anonymity or not, but you're right. I've never, I haven't really sort of seen anything about her. Um, but yes, that's a very good point. Yeah, what's uh, the worst thing that happened to Karim though? Uh, he missed the World Cup. Well, terrible for him, really. Seventy-five thousand pounds, Emma. He probably won't be able to like. I don't know. <laughs> How will he sleep? Bake one time. He couldn't even be bothered to go and defend himself, could he? No. No. Yeah. That's the real galling thing, I think. If um, and, if I was a French, and now he, and now he wants to go and defend himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, but the, I think, but thinking I, about I, that, like going back to what you guys were saying, the assumption 
right, was probably that he would be found innocent yeah. because they always are. Mm-hmm. Because yes. we've set up this system. But what they decided to do was say, oh, no, we think you are guilty, but you're still going to get away with it. Right. Because it's not worth holding people accountable because then look at all this, the finances, right, that depend on these players. It's the Ballon d'Or. It's, yeah. you know, the endorsements. It's, right, like, it's the men are worth so much more than their victims. It's really worth, right? It is financial. Yeah, it's like, it's like a Jenga tower. You pick, you pull mm-hmm. the wrong thing, it's all going to collapse. Yeah. And when somebody decides to be brave enough, that's what's going to happen. But... Nobody will be burbed enough. Nobody will be held accountable for anything. Benzema scored in the Champions League, and he was assisted by Ferland Mendy, who knocked a woman unconscious and kicked her in the head. Um, and he's getting away with that, too. So it's not going to change. Yeah. Uh, what? What would it take to change is it is it always going to be thus like real, this or real world consequences yeah and can you see real world consequences happening no nope. yeah so <clears throat> but sorry not to paint too big a picture but like this isn't uh emma talks about if a jenga tower that will fall over when someone pulls at the thread but this isn't a football problem right this is a Societal. Oh, it's a society. Oh, yeah. So, 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 so that Jenga tower doesn't go beyond football. No, it's you know, it's so many things. It's um, it is money. Yeah, and it's not a right? reason why it shouldn't someone shouldn't pull out that thread. Oh, absolutely. They but what, I'm just, I'm just saying that it's not football isn't the tower that. It's... No, but I think football is powerful enough in the world of, you know, in that Jenga tower, in that global Jenga tower, that it that it would make a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really would take, you know, it it would it would take Ralph Ragnick saying, "I'm coming in, and I don't want to play." Ronaldo because of these allegations you know it would take somebody making that kind of stand it would take somebody saying you know it would take Nike actually having the balls to say we're dropping this person from our endorsements more than what they did with Neymar um I don't know okay uh right tell how incredibly disillusioned we are (laughs) Let's yeah. try and bring it back up again. Talk about Leon, who were told to play their home games uh, behind closed doors until the 8th of December uh, after Marseille played Dimitri Payet stuck on the back of his head last weekend. Uh, it's one goal in total. Uh, sorry, one game in total they're going to miss. Uh, right, Premier League is back this weekend. So uh, on Saturday at 12.30 uh, on BT Sport, it is Arsenal versus Newcastle in a Super Mac derby. Um, no Eddie Howe, I don't think, because I think he was only taken ill last Friday, wasn't he? Or came down on Kobe last Friday so I think he, again it's going to be uh, in his hotel room watching this um, Arsenal scored at least once in their last 17 games versus Newcastle and opened the scoring um, in the last 16 times 
Uh, Newcastle this season, they are, of course, winless. They've drawn six and, and lost six uh, of their 12 games. Um, Alan San Maximum has carried the ball 2,952 metres. That's not all in one go. Uh, that's the most in the Premier League this season, and he's created 13 chances from all those carries as well. So, obviously, he's an incredibly important player for them. Um, this is going to take not place... To, not supposed to carry the ball. Oh, no, there's a bigger Called issue. Football for how a reason. Get, how is he getting away with this? Thinks he's William Webb Ellis. Uh, Adam, this is being taken place down the road from you. Are you going to pop along and watch? And what do you reckon is going to happen? Chris, I'm not at home. How many times are we having this conversation? <laughs> I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you're closer than any of us, to be fair. <laughs> it will be quicker for you to get there than me or Jesse. Or me. And Chris. Uh, actually, I'm not sure you. <laughs> <laughs> depending on the train times I mean, you might be able to get me beat actually. <laughs> actually what if we all go stay in your apartment while you're not there so we can go to this match sure there's a key under okay. the map people have what su- are your plans okay people have suggested that um Mauricio Pochettino's family still live in London and uh, a big reason for him to, to go to Manchester United is because it would be quicker for his family to get to Manchester than it would be to Paris uh, by train. But of course, as many people have pointed out, it really, really isn't. You can get there about an hour from London to Paris, can't you? It would be about four to get to Manchester. No, what? Oh, boy. The Eurostar's not an hour. Well, whatever it is. <laughs> but, but it is quicker to get to Manchester than it is to get to Paris. Well, lots of people looking for lols and clicks on Twitter disagree. Yeah, but they, they, and they found the, the biggest gullible idiot who will believe anything they read on Twitter. Uh oh! Quick, Emma, change the subject. <laughs> how do you reckon this game is going to go? Adam's Adam's not allowed to talk. Uh, Emma and Jesse, how do you reckon this game is going to go? I think Arsenal are going to win. I hope Arsenal win. Yeah. Even though there's Dave on the podcast, on the Sunday podcast. But he knows that Newcastle are not a good team. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, he's not learning anything new here. No, that's true. to be fair, there are Arsenal. Breaking news, Newcastle rubbish. Uh, okay, so we all reckon Arsenal. I mean, they've done okay, haven't they, since that terrible start, Arsenal? Uh, I know how that lost last weekend to Liverpool, but. They've, they've done all right, it haven't got they? A bit, it got a bit Arsenal there for a minute. <laughs> that was it did, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, three o'clock is uh, Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa and the Ray Houghton derby. Uh, Steven Gerrard versus Patrick Vieira. Do you reckon they could both get back into these teams? Um, Crystal Palace are unbeaten in seven. They've won two, drawn five. It's the current longest unbeaten run in the Premier League. Uh, and Palace have won five out of uh, Aston uh, six against Aston Villa at home. Um... So I think it's going to be a continuation of... Uh, actually, I think it might be a draw, this one. Oh, fuck. <gasps> Sorry, I wasn't <laughs> muted. <laughs> Should I have not said it's going to be a draw? <laughs> no, but you're all tied. It's fine. <laughs> I know everybody was watching along with me. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Jesse. Give us a prediction for this. Ryan will edit it out and post. Um, I Patrick Vieira to do well, don't we? We do. We do. Adam, who do you want to do better, Patrick Vieira or Steven Gerrard? Oh, this is not even a question. <laughs> Adam, answer well. <laughs> <laughs> Adam? 
I just I, I want nothing but good things for Patrick. Good. <laughs> uh, Emma, what do you reckon? Um, I would like good things for Patrick Vieira too. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, Liverpool versus Southampton, three o'clock in the David Speedy Derby. Southampton's <laughs> lost versus. Uh, uh, the loss versus Norwich last weekend. Liverpool beat Arsenal four 0 bouncing back from that West Ham loss. Um, did, Adam, did you watch the match today last weekend? No. Brilliant. Right for anyone that missed much of the day. <laughs> I love you guys I, so you, much. As you pointed out, Chris, I, was, I, I, I can watch too much on YouTube, so I'm going to see all the all the all the stuff on the Sky Sports website. I don't need to watch this match of the day. Uh, they did a little thing uh, last week about how Liverpool pressed um, against Arsenal, which was pretty good. Uh, Liverpool scored in the last 20... Bad, badly and then well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liverpool scored in the last 22 in the league and have scored at least twice in the last nine games. Um, Southampton lost 13 out of 17 away in the Premier League in 2021 and conceded an average two and a half goals a game in that sequence. So, uh, Emma, it doesn't sound very good for Southampton, does it? It doesn't sound great, no. Um, They're not going to win, are they? No. Is that, what, is that what you're telling me? It doesn't look like it. Adam, this is your local team this weekend, of course, isn't it, if you're uh, not in London? <laughs> yeah, well done. And how do you think they're going to get on? Badly. <laughs> Didn't Southampton win at Anfield last time? Because I seem to remember uh, Ralph Hasenhutl sort of crying as the result was referee blue's whistle. Wasn't that that time where everybody was beating Liverpool though? Yeah, or maybe yeah, he was overreacting really. It wasn't a big thing, was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesse, how do you reckon it's going to go? I really didn't mean to take that away from them. <laughs> <laughs> The pinnacle of his career, and you just destroyed Brutal. it. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it's just oh. shit on it so bad. Oh no, I'm so sorry, Ralph. I know, our poor Ralph. Now we have to give it to him. Let's give it to him. <laughs> yeah. Saint, Saint, Saint. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Norwich versus Wolves, three o'clock in the Ewan Roberts. Who used to drink in my local pub, Derby. Uh, Norwich have won their last two in the Premier League, which is as many as their previous thirty-five. Um, oh. Pretty good, isn't it? Uh, Raul Jimenez, uh, 45.9% of all his goals for Wolves have been winners. So um, when he scores, that normally means they win. Um, Adam, will he be scoring this weekend? Wait, hold on. What? I still don't think... Not, uh, maybe not, but that doesn't mean that Norwich are going to win. No? Okay. Emma? I'm just happy to see Raul back. Yeah. It's just nice to see him healthy. Yeah. Uh, will he be happy and healthy at 10 to 5 on Saturday afternoon or will he be sad and healthy? I hope he will be very happy. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, new manager bounce for Norwich. Will it continue? I'm just also going to add that he's so handsome. <laughs> Isn't he though? Right. He really is. It's, yeah. Brilliant. That's doing loads for women's live after the conversations <laughs> we've had earlier on in this podcast. <laughs> I step, away from, I step away from four. Look at him in shorts. <laughs> it's his face. Well, yeah, of course. It's not going to be his elbow, is it? Not my size. Yeah. Oh, I just want him to win. He's such a pretty person. <laughs> don't ask, agree with us. Don't ask me. I'm just a girl. <laughs> God's sake. Go on. <laughs> Jesse, is the new manager bounce going to continue for Dean Smith and Norwich, or is? I didn't realise that I didn't realise that, that the word swoon was on a matter of pick, but 
Have you got the back of your palm? Have you got the back of your hand against your forehead? All the listeners who have made it with us this far. <laughs> go, go Google pictures of Ralphie Minette. Jesse, are you fanning yourself as you think about him? I'm not. I'm just wishing we could all be in the same place one day so I could look at all your faces in person. Um, go on, what do you reckon? Um, this is going to be a Raul Jimenez win. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> every day is a Raul Jimenez win when he looks at the mirror, surely. It really surely. is. And you know what? Every day that is a Raul Jimenez win is a win for all of us. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, the last three o'clock uh, kickoff is Brighton versus Leeds and the Liam Bridcup derby. Leeds have won one out of five. Brighton have won naught out of five. Um, Brighton have won eight out of nine versus Leeds. And Neil Mopé uh, has got four goals in six against them. Um, Leeds with Rafinha uh, have won 45% of the games with him involved. And they're winless without him. And Marcelo Bielsa, uh, his win percentage against English managers is 65%. Uh, it's only 23 against non-English managers. So that suggests he should win this game, um, Adam. That's what the percentages say. What What does the Scott Allen say? Uh, you know that I'm always picking Leeds to win. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Makes but you, like a... you're on the Brighton train. I am on the Brighton train as well. Oh, God. Choo-choo. Well, sometimes your trains collide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Shit gets messy. <laughs> No, it doesn't get messy. He's not. He's in France. We did that already. Uh, if the trains collide, is that it is a draw? We're better, we're better than that, Jesse. I know. We're, sorry, we're apologize. absolutely not better than that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay, uh, what do you reckon then, Jesse? Oh, I'm always on the Brighton train. You're right. always on the Brighton train. Okay. Yes. Yeah, right. is... Emma. Oh, I'm on the Leeds train. Mm. Because I love Bielsa. Okay. I think it's going to be a fun game. Fun game. Yeah, I think you might be right, actually. I think it's pretty good. Uh, on Sunday, then. So, 2 o'clock. Um... This is not going to be a fun game. <laughs> Brentford versus Everton in the Adam Forshaw derby. Brentford have conceded uh, 11 first-half goals, which is the most in the Premier League. But Everton have only scored four first-half goals. That's the second worst in the league behind Aston Villa. Um, but they have won five and six in London, uh, Everton have, which is as many as their previous 32. So you like being in London, don't you? This is just oh, down the road from you, isn't it, Adam? I love it, Adam, in everywhere. <laughs> if, I thought, if I thought about my trip better, I could have had a, a first trip to Brentford. Mm-hmm. You could. Mm, I've seen people just do nothing. I know what Brentford's like. I feel like I'm not making a huge mistake. <laughs> Is, what? is that West London? It is. It's deep West London. Okay. Deep yeah. West London. Okay. When you be going past it on your way home? But not, but not posh West London. No, I, I only know that one. It's beyond. <laughs> it's beyond. It's the bit in between between the first bit of posh West London and the second bit of posh West London. How far past Wimbledon is it? Uh, I know that's South West London, but you know. That's South. Yeah. Wait, what's the first bit of... Po- you said second and third. What's the first bit? Well, the first bit of Posh West London is like Chelsea and Fulham. That's where I used to live. <laughs> Knight, Knightsbridge. Um, and then you've got Acton, and then it gets a bit... And then you keep going, and there's Chiswick. Oh, then maybe you go to Brentford. Okay. Brentford's uh, quite far out, actually. Can I interest anybody in a football game that's going to be happening, rather than a map? 
Oh, sorry. Sorry, that's fine. I'm specifically trying to come up with things to stall instead of talking about the football game. We always like, okay. Because it involves Everton. Adam, talk about the football game. That's going to be shit, right? Why? Like, what specifically will be shit about it? Yes. The, the teams involved. Mm-hmm, 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 I, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Only one of the teams involved. <laughs> no, that's not true. You deep down, you know that both of the teams involved. You're just, you're just stuck on a bad train. <laughs> Will you be getting good off it now? Will you be getting off the train? The door's shut, and and you haven't got to a station. Really, you need to pull the emergency alarm and get off. But it says I will not be it, it does say that that comes with a fine for oh. proper use. Go on, Adam, give us a prediction. Pain. Pain. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse. Consequences. No, no. Yeah. No. Jesse, riff on his pain. To... Oh, Adam, but the bees, Adam, the bees, they surprise you. No, you know what? I'm going to give this one to Everton. I'm going to think this is a 2-1. Oh, one. Jesse. It the is, because I just need Adam to be happy. It makes me upset when he's not happy. But bees are attracted to toffee. It's upsetting to me when Adam is not happy. It really is. It's less so to me. I understand that. <laughs> I think it's the two to one. I think I think Brentford is going to go up one, and then Adam's going to get all like depressed, and then and then Everton's going to go up. Well, two one. Brentford's nickname are the bees. Everton's nickname is the toffees, and toffees made yeah. of sugar, which bees really like, don't they? I just said that. He did. He did, did say that. Sorry. Is that what you said? He did. Oh, in fewer words, words but yeah, that's yeah. what he said. Yeah. Okay. I, I said it in a better way. <laughs> I refuse to believe that. Uh, <laughs> Burnley versus Spurs, two o'clock in the Paul Gascoigne derby. Uh, Spurs beat, beat Leeds last weekend. Burnley have won one out of five. Um, Burnley got six heady goals in the Premier League. That's the most. Spurs, Jesse, haven't got any. Uh, oh, my God. Are but, we going to get to talk about how bad my team is? I'm, I've been waiting. Spurs have scored 13. Luckily, luckily, Jesse, luckily, Jesse, goals don't count double if they're off your head. Oh, <laughs> this is a fucking delight to me. Spurs have scored 13 uh, in 13 out of 14 games versus Burnley. Mm-hmm. Nothing can, mm-hmm. nothing can sorry, go I, wrong, can it? What I actually really want to talk about is the Europa League. And I'm, I'm, I just cannot. It's not even the Europa League. It's the Conference League. I understand that. Please. <laughs> we can't even talk about like <laughs> I don't care. I just want to talk about how bad we are. We can't talk about the Europa League because Spurs aren't in it. Fuck. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> we just played the most deliciously terrible game. And we're but, so but shit. Still, still, good news about Antonio Conte's hair. <laughs> Has he had another transplant? Guys, 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 guys. Is it a transplant? It's the same transplant, isn't it? Just, it Wait, just did he have one. one for real? Oh, come on, Jesse. I'm so, I'm blaming you. You guys all taught me about transplants, and if you, if I can't recognize it, it's because you didn't teach me well enough. Oh, to... Jesse, he's, he's like the poster child for them. How? Yeah, it's, him, it's him and Shane Warne. I'm Graham Gooch. No, it's Wayne Rooney, first of all. No. No one is putting. I don't think he's worked. No person who's done a hair transplant is putting that. There's no. You can't even find the surgeon admitting that they were responsible for Wayne Rooney's hair transplant. No, even I know Wayne Rooney. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse, how how are you going to get on against Burnley? Oh, we're going to lose delightfully. 
gleefully. I don't know why I'm so gleeful about it, but <laughs> we are so fucking awful. Oh my god, it's like we're just delighting in it now, or maybe that's me, but god fucking damn it, are we bad. Oh, I get it. Right? You know, Barcelona is bad, and you just get to a point where you just think, ah, we'll just lean into being bad at oh, this point and celebrate it. embracing it. Embracing. Yeah. Remember when they said, oh, we just need a good coach? <laughs> and then we're like, oh, Antonio Conte. Wow. I don't I've, know I've, I've tried to go with ignorance. Oh, it's just, it's so fun. Now. Ignorance also works. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, all of the above stop you from crying about it. So that's <laughs> fine. Just accept that <laughs> it's going to be terrible and then pay no part, part in the um, production of the terribleness. Mm-hmm. It, this is like, it's like fun. This is like, what's going to come next? Is it going to be a red card? Yes, but also a fight. Ooh, but also a last minute goal. Woohoo! Like now it's just. It, I, oh. <laughs> oof. <laughs> oof, oof. Great. Uh, right, okay, so Leicester City versus Watford, 2 o'clock in the Jordan Stewart derby. Uh, Leicester winless since beating Brentford on the 24th of October. Watford, of course, ruined everyone's fun by beating Manchester United last weekend. Um, four of the last five Premier League games between these two have featured a goal scored either in the 90th minute or later. In the one game that didn't feature a 90th minute winner, uh, it did feature a 90th minute red card, so you might as well not turn this game on till the 89th minute. Um, Emmanuel Dennis, his first 11 Premier League games, he's got four goals and five assists. So if anyone's doing their fantasy Premier League, stick him in your team. Uh, how do you think this one's going to go? Right, Manchester was, City versus West Ham. I wasn't, uh, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't even listening to who the other team... I got Watford and I can't even remember who the other team were. City, Leicester. <laughs> you, you didn't need to see, qualify that. See, the fact that you need to qualify that is why you know calling them City is the wrong thing to do. Uh, no, I was reading them out from the register. Uh, no, you know <laughs> if you just left it a City, we all would have known who we were talking about and it would have been the wrong team and there'd have been a confusion all around. <laughs> There's some bait right next to you and you just grabbed it. Oh. Um... Leicester versus Watford. Go on, then. What are we reckoning? Anybody? Sorry, who's playing against Leicester? <laughs> They're gonna... City. You know, the city. The city. The city They're, not... They're not playing against Leicester. It's Watford playing city? against Leicester. Watford. Leicester Watford. is Leicester. playing. You're telling me that. Okay. City are playing in a different game, as we've established. I've already entirely ignored this game right okay let's move on uh, Manchester City versus West Ham 2 o'clock in the Paolo one chop derby uh, both have won 4 out of 5 uh, but West Ham lost last weekend to Wolves um, City under Pep versus West Ham they played 10 won 9 drawn 1 scored 28 conceded 5 how are the fake City going to get on this weekend Emma fake City <laughs> wow they're more a Shelbyville City <laughs> I'm so glad that we have gifted Ryan with the gift of editing this podcast. What is luck to him? We're so good. <laughs> Go on. Uh, is this going to be closer than what what I think, or is it going to be? I don't know. What do you think it's going to be? Before I can answer that, <laughs> I think it's going to be like two or three nil to Manchester City, but maybe. Oh, not. I don't disagree with that. So um, I think West Ham are fine, but I don't. I don't think that they'll be Manchester City. No? Okay. Uh, Jesse? I too think that City is going to win. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Adam? What does he said? Okay. Uh, and then finally, half past four on Sky is uh, Chelsea versus Manchester United, the Mal Donaghy derby. Um, Michael Carrick's Premier League debut as a manager. Uh, Manchester United lost four out of five. Chelsea won four out of five. There they are, winless in seven uh, versus Manchester United. Um, but Manchester United got a clean sheet in four of the last Premier League games versus Chelsea. Right. Uh, babes, what do you reckon is going to happen here? I think he was talking to me. Yeah. Um, uh, it's going to be an absolute car crash for Manchester United. Yeah. Um, and Chelsea are going to annihilate them. But in a comfortable sort of probably 2 0, but the performance will be far more impressive than the, uh, than the result. Well, there's no point in stepping off the gas now, have they? Because Ollie's gone. You might as well just go and tonk them. Yeah, Chelsea, I'm not. Well, Chelsea have done that. But in these, I don't think that. In a team where they have players who could be a uh, who could threaten them, I don't think um, I don't think that you'll ever see a performance where where Tuchel will take off the the handbrake and let them and they'll just happily get get Tuchel up and just canter along, contain the game. Okay, uh, Emma and Jesse. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that's going to happen, all right. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. Can a city win? <laughs> <laughs> a United can win. I usually think cities will win. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. That brings us to the end of our Premier League roundup, the end of our podcast. Um, Jesse, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they get in touch with you on Twitter? <laughs> he, never tries to call Nor- he never tries to call Norwich by city, does he? No, never. No. Really? Leicester have always been Hippocrit. cities. Hippocrit. Leicester have always been the cities for me. <laughs> I have a natural inclination to call them oh, cities. Yeah, for you, but you, you're also the lunatic who just makes up your own stadium. Make that. So, <laughs> this, this isn't just a podcast for you to listen to. <laughs> Feels it at times. <laughs> oh. uh, Jesse, okay, if people want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? I, you know, they can... They could, but I feel like they should maybe follow you. Uh, they can follow me either at Jesse Loesch or at Unusual Efforts. Um, uh, Adam, how do they follow you? Uh, Adam, I say 101. Uh, Emma, they can't follow you, can they? No, but how do they follow you, Chris? Uh, you can follow me at Sietchingham77. So we're Man on the Post, part of the Man on the Post network. Um, rather special Man on the Post network because this is episode 999 uh, episode 1000 will be coming up at the weekend so uh, I think there's going to be a few of us on the show for that so please keep your uh, ears peeled for that one um, you can subscribe to us on Stitcher and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Acasts or you can follow on those um, uh, formats as well and all future episodes will fall automatically into your inbox we love a review if any of you can uh, leave a 5 star review that uh, will also be huge gratefully received you can follow us at man on the post on instagram and twitter as well uh we, we are also sponsored by manscaped as well so don't forget to go to manscaped.com and uh quote motp for 20 percent off of your first order uh adam thank you very much you're welcome jesse muchas gracias de nada christopher <laughs> uh and emma buenos <laughs> 
Sí, señor. Sí, señor. <laughs> Give the ball to Bobby and he will score. And always remember to keep your man on the post.